This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheese Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Well, here's what I'm saying, right? So it's either like um, that, that somebody's got to go. Either like Brian Gudikins has to go or, or Joe Barry has to go because the eye test tells you, though, this isn't a top 10 defense. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't Great. take the football. What I'm saying, like if you watch Minnesota, Minnesota's winning football games right now. And they have Joshua Dobbs at quarterback. Reason being, out of nowhere, they went from having the worst pass defense in the league, a pass defense that was so bad that even though they're not even in the same division, they allowed Daniel Jones to throw 300 yards twice against them. You know, And now they have a top 10 defense. Nobody's talking about that for Minnesota. They have a top it's 10 true. defense because they hired Brian Flores, yep. who should be a head coach. You know, I don't want to get into all that, but he should Just be a head coach. Yeah. Instead, he has to take a D.C. job, and he takes the worst defense in the league, and now they're number eight. And you saw it again yesterday. They shut down the Saints, and they won a game at home that they probably shouldn't have won against the Saints. They were underdogs and three-point dogs in that game because, you know, I guess a change of voice or a coordinator was that important. Um, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, the Packers have to make a change. Because I'm, not against, I'm not against getting rid of Joe Barry. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, they got rid of Joe Barry. I'm fine with getting rid of Joe Barry. All I'm saying is if he ends the year with a top-10 defense, then what is the expectation for the next guy? The expectation for the next guy to be better in turnovers, even if you're ranked 20th in defense, but we get more turnovers. So I'd rather have turnovers than giving up uh, less yards. Because remember, this is the bend but don't break defense. Well, I think defensive rankings are based on yards allowed. So this bend but don't break defense, we give up all these yards, and you were still a top 10 defense, even letting teams march up and down the field against you. You know, that's that's something else just to kind of sit back and and, and think about a little bit. I I don't think he's very good either. I, I'm not going to sit here and say I do. Um, now, now, the one aspect you can go at on all of this with Joe Barry is, would Quay Walker be used differently? And would Quay Walker be more of a difference maker if a def- different defensive coordinator was in here using Quay Walker differently? Meaning, if it was a different defensive coordinator, would Quay Walker be playing outside of inside? And would that suit Quay Walker better? Would they be blitzing Quay Walker more than what Joe Barry does? And that would that utilize his skill set more? What about Devontae Wyatt? Another guy that has been non-existent. Do they use Devontae Wyatt in a different way and they get something more out of Devontae Wyatt? We can have, Goody can be like, listen, top 10 defense, yay. But my problem as a general manager, since we like to role play on this show, my, my yeah. problem with you is as a general manager, my picks aren't being developed the way they ought to be developed. Like, my guys aren't getting better under you. And that's that. Well, how they come in is how they stay. Like, Rashawn Gary, the exception, right? Rashawn Gary took off. 
fine. I'll give you Rashawn Gary. He helped on the Rashawn Gary development trade. Outside of that, who else has that guy been? Now, next year's Lucas Van Ness is going to get to start because Preston Smith ain't going to be here. So next year, it's going to be either Angabari or Lucas Van Ness and Rashawn Gary, one coming from either side. Will Lucas Van Ness take that next step or will he be who he is? Don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But that would be my argument, I guess, going forward. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, it's, it's yeah, I, I, but that, that's, that's what it comes down to though. Like, I because mean, you have all those draft picks, Ryan. So it makes him look bad. It has you on Kern and Law and calling for Goot's job. He's got all these damn draft picks on defense and they aren't playing like number one draft picks. So from Goot's perspective, it's like, dude, y'all, you're making me look real bad because none of my guys are getting any better that I drafted. And I believe they're first round picks because don't get it wrong. An NBA GM drafts somebody, he's going to tell the coach how he wants him to play him. Like, that's how this goes in the NBA. Hey, I drafted this guy. This is how I want you to play him, period. That's it. In Major just, League Baseball, the GMs are telling these managers half the time what the lineup should be. And that's happening because all these hyper-analytic guys are telling these dudes how to run their team. I bet you that doesn't happen in Chicago with Council, however, because I'm pretty sure that drove Council nuts here. So that that is... Something to be thought of, too. This GM thinks these guys are all real good. And if he thinks you're the reason why Quay Walker's not playing like a dominant linebacker, if he thinks you're the reason why I'm not getting more out of Eric Stokes when he is healthy, and if you're the reason why Devontae Wyatt's not that dominant defensive lineman that I thought, then maybe he is gone. But whoever comes in next has to be has to explain to Goody why these guys are going to get better and how they're going to use him differently. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you also just have to look at like the guys that they pass on, though, too. I mean, it's guys like Chris Olave. It's guys. It, it just, I, I just never feel like they make the right decisions, and so it's either like Goot's not good at drafting, or or Joe Barry's not very good at this job. And I, and I just, I don't really know how Joe Barry continues to find work. Uh, to be honest with you, you know, I didn't really like his resume when he got the job. He was the defensive. I didn't like it either. and 16 football team with the yep. worst defense in the league. He's LaFleur's guy. LaFleur's obviously going to be loyal to him. You know, maybe they're a package deal. They both have to go. There's no chance that LaFleur is going to be gone after this year, though, because he won 13 games, three consecutive years. I just think this team's going to be a mess for, for a while now, unless they make the right decisions and they just kind of like move on. And Goot just kind of admits that he was wrong with some of these picks. Who knows, though? Maybe like Lucas Van Ness ends up being a player. Eric Stokes, maybe he comes back miraculously and he's I've a player. Maybe Jair gets over this shoulder injury that happened three years ago that's still keeping him out. You know what I mean? Maybe Wyatt's a guy. Maybe Quay figures it out. There's just a lot of maybes rather than a bunch of for sure things. Correct. And in the NFL, first-round picks are usually for sure things. Like, if you watch the league, if you watch college football, I just don't understand how you're passing on some of these guys out of the draft. I don't understand. You know, Lucas Van Ness barely even played at Iowa, man. He didn't start at Iowa. And everybody's like, well, underclassmen don't start, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, do you guys watch the SEC? Do you watch the college football playoff? Well, they do. They took two guys from Georgia. I wonder, like, what the hell – yeah, but the wrong guys, in my opinion. Like, (laughs) I like Quay, the athlete. But like the knock on Quay at Georgia was he was always going to be a project because Quay's like at his best when he doesn't think. Correct. You know what I mean? Like, ah, I don't know.